is going on everyone welcome to the second ever episode of the sports scoop podcast today i'm gonna be giving my takes from the conference round and i'm also gonna be giving a bit of insight to the super bowl um i hope you enjoyed the last episode um i really appreciate it for those of you that watched um and yeah that's about it um let's hop into it so let's start off with the um first game of sunday the packers and buccaneers so both of the quarterbacks got a bit of hate for this game um tom brady got some hate for the throwing three picks but his defense pulled through they um the Packers ended up only getting three points off of the three um, takeaways, and they just weren't able to capitalize. Um, one of the biggest uh, like criticisms of this game was Matt Lafleur's choice to go for a field goal when they were down by eight. Um, so a they had all their timeouts. They were they hadn't reached the two minute warning yet. A touchdown would have tied it barring they made the two-point conversion but um I, I just and like a lot of people said Aaron Rodgers should have ran because it was third down third and goal they they were on like the eight yard line and he ended up throwing a pass forcing a pass to Devontae Adams and um, it wasn't that bad of a read Especially when Devontae Adams is the most reliable guy, most re- most reliable wide receiver in the league, so it, it wasn't that bad. And like, if you watch the play, Aaron Rodgers had two defensive linemen right behind him. He didn't know what was going on back there, and yeah, he would have he would have gotten taken down. Um, the secondary was collapsing in, and Devontae Adams ended up getting double teamed. So. That there wasn't really anything he could have done. Um, like he could have ran, gotten a few more yards, and then they would have had to go for it, and um, that play would have decided the game. But they, what ended up happening, they, Aaron Rodgers forced the pass to Devontae Adams. He's a playmaker of the team, so it, it like if he would have made that catch then the narrative would have been entirely different. So, um, yeah, that's about that. Um, I, I think there was a two-point conversion earlier in the game that was dropped um, by Packers, I'm saying. That, that would have helped them out a bit because then they wouldn't have had to score eight. Eight would have tied it in that situation. Like, in, in the real game, eight points would have tied the game but if they if the wide receiver would have caught the two point conversion a, a touchdown and an extra point would have put them ahead so yeah i mean the odds just weren't in their favor there cuz like the play call i think it was bad so um they they were they they were thinking they could um they had a better chance to um, save their timeouts, go for a field goal, um, be within five. They, they thought they had a better chance of doing that 
and then scoring another touchdown after before Tom Brady gets a first down because all he had to do was get a first down then the clock would have been low enough to finish the game off so I just it wasn't thought through Matt LaFleur should have taken a timeout or talked to like the reason I say he should have taken a timeout is to talk to Aaron Rodgers that was the biggest moment of the season for the Packers that was probably the Aaron Rodgers best chance to make it back to the Super Bowl um, you've got the MVP of the league on your team the most valuable player in the league and you decide to kick a field goal I just don't understand that um, Aaron Rodgers he had an okay day nothing spectacular um, he he was semi efficient I guess I think his stat line was like uh, like 29 of 40, something like that. He, he threw a bunch of passes, 300-some yards, and three touchdowns, as well as an interception. Um, it was a extreme improvement from his last, um, like from his last matchup with the Buccaneers, but it still wasn't enough to win. Um, Aaron Jones, six carries, 27 yards, two fumbles, as well as a, a lost fumble. Um, he just he didn't bring it today. I mean, he didn't bring it during that game uh, Devontae Adams wasn't able to show up um, He actually He was not the leading receiver for the Packers. It was actually Marcus Valdez Scantling who had four receptions 115 yards and a touchdown So that just kind of shows um, When you don't have your playmakers, it, it's really tough to win like, um, Aaron Jones wasn't there. Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, so the Buccaneers, they had five sacks. Aaron Rodgers was under a bit of pressure during this game. Um, yeah, let's switch over and see what the Buccaneers did. Tom Brady, not his best game, but he did enough to win. I mean, I shouldn't really say that. He didn't He didn't do enough to win. The defense is has, be, has been really stepping up. Um in the playoffs they held the saints and they held the number one scoring offense to less points than the number one defense could hold them to last week they the packers scored 32 on the rams this week the packers scored 26 on the buccaneers and the buccaneers they were able to score keep up with them so that's really what won the game um tom brady 20 for 36 280 yards three touchdowns three interceptions so I think he had three interceptions in the second half alone. Um, so that, that's why they, the Packers really should have capitalized on those. But yeah, I just, the defense is really what helps them. Um, Leonard Fournette had that 20 yard touchdown run. He, he's been doing really well in the playoffs so far. Um, Chris, Chris Godwin, five receptions, 110 yards. That was um, a pretty good game for Chris Godwin. I know he's been having some catching struggles this postseason, but he brought it on Sunday. And um, Scotty Miller, Tom Brady connected with Scotty Miller at half for that bomb with one second remaining on the clock. That was another bad play call. Um, 
Lafleur decided to punt and gave Tom Brady 30 seconds on the clock, and that was enough for him to score. And then they've got that that one play. You you put um, Scotty Miller, a track star, on Kevin King, who's been getting burned all day. I, I'd say Kevin King really had a huge impact, other than Lafleur. Kevin King pretty much blew that game. He gave up a touchdown in the first quarter to um, Mike Evans. That was like 20-yard touchdown. He gave up the touchdown at halftime to Scotty Miller, as well as a um, the pass interference, which sealed the game. And for those of you that say that wasn't a pass interference, um, he grabbed his shirt and pulled it about... Stretched, he stretched his shirt out about a yard. So, I mean, that's got to have some hindrance on his route running. Obviously, it was a flop, but I, I can see why he did that. He was trying to sell the call. And, um, like, even then, the penalty, the flag came in super late. So, I mean, he kind of had to do that to sell the call. And he still... Um, it, was, it was still a undoubtedly a um pass interference so kevin king three vital plays that he screwed up on um yeah i think that's about it for that game the buccaneers they're looking pretty good they've got a ton of momentum three straight road wins in the postseason for them um i mean tom brady he isn't looking his best obviously this isn't prime Tom Brady's 43 years old um so I mean he all he has to do is limit the turnovers because I'll, I'll just get into it when I talk about the uh, Super Bowl but for now let's move on to the Chiefs and Bills game so this game it, it was never really in question who would win I think the Bills definitely had more momentum going into this game but they just didn't really stand a chance. Kansas City's offense is just too explosive right now. Um, the Bills went up 9-0 in the first quarter. And it wasn't looking too great for the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, they've just got a history of coming back from those deficits. So, like, there's no comfortable lead when you're playing the Chiefs. Um, what's his name? Mikkel Hardman, I think. He muffed a punt which ended up getting converted into a touchdown Dawson Knox got the receiving touchdown um that like that didn't really change the game like the only thing that did was create a bit of momentum for the Bills but they they still couldn't get anything um like that once once the momentum shifted back shifted back to the Chiefs it was pretty much over Listen to this. The Chiefs scored 21 points in the second quarter. That, that's crazy. Three touchdowns. <laughs> um, like, some teams don't even get three possessions in a quarter. And they held the Bills to three points. So, like, after the, after the, at halftime, it was 21 to 12, which it's, it's doable. The comeback would be doable. But the Chiefs had momentum going into half. And Josh Allen, this game, he it really um, showed 
that he just wasn't a fully developed player. So this year he's taking some great strides. I won't take that away from him. But he's still not the player that, say, Patrick Mahomes is or Aaron Rodgers is. Not quite yet. Um, he improved his accuracy, his completion percent raised about like 8%, something like that, something crazy like that. Um, but I don't know, he, like, if you saw, he took some, some really long sacks, and, like, I wouldn't say that cost them the game, but he was just trying to do too much. Um, what's his name? He wasn't able to force feed Stefan Diggs as much this game. Once again, the lead playmaker, just like in the Packers game, the lead playmaker, Stefan Diggs, was not the leading receiver. It was actually Cole Beasley, who posted a stat line of seven receptions for 88 yards. Stefan Diggs only had six receptions for 77 yards. Not too much of a difference, but Cole Beasley just had an extra reception for a bit more yards. And the thing is, I. Buffalo has a really bright future, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they make the Super Bowl in a few years, maybe 2022, 2025, something like that. Um, they should be a good team for years to come. Josh Allen, he looks like he can be the franchise quarterback for sure. And let's see his stat line, 28 of 40, so that may have been his worst completion percent this season. Um, he took four sacks for 53 yards, and that was a big part of the game. Like I said, he's just trying to do too much. Um, he was the lead rusher, and he he had the most carries on the team, the most yards. They, they don't have the run game to compete with Kansas City, um, nor do they have the defense. So... Let's see what the Chiefs did. Um, once again, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, just a monster duo. Nine receptions for 172 yards, um, along with a 71-yard reception for Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, 13 receptions. I think he had 10 receptions in the first half for 118 yards, and as well as two touchdowns. Um, Travis Kelsey is easily the best receiving tight end in the league. And something, something strange here, what we saw, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, six carries for seven yards. Um, 1.2 yards per carry. So, like, here's what I'm going to say about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he needs time to develop. He's not the same, like, he doesn't have the same offensive line as Jonathan Taylor does over in Indianapolis. He doesn't, he's, I, I wouldn't say he's much less talented but um, Jonathan Taylor's got that crazy offensive line over in over on the Colts, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire definitely needs time to develop. Um, actually, the lead rusher was Daryl Williams, who led, who helped the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last year. Um, nothing crazy. 13 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown four yards per carry um but yeah so after Mikkel Hardman 
muffed that punt. He was kind of down on himself. You, you, you saw it. He threw his coat over himself and was just sitting alone on the bench. And um, Patrick Mahomes and like Travis Kelsey came over to talk to him. And then Andy Reid got him um, really developed. I mean, really involved in the play calling. He he did it. And he incorporated him into an end around play where. Um, Miko Hardman ran for 50 yards, and then he he ended up having um, a touchdown reception directly after the muffed punt on a screen pass, just to help him boost his confidence. Um, he's a decent wide receiver too, but I mean you don't really need a wide receiver too to play that big of a role when you've got Terry Kill and Travis Kelsey because it's nearly impossible to cover both of those guys. Um, but yeah, so let's see on the defensive side. Um, yeah, nothing nothing else really crazy here. I'd say the Chiefs have the best, probably the best quarterback because he's just the youngest. They So I would say they have the best quarterback in the league. Arguably the best tight end in the league. There's a, there's a pretty good argument for George Kittle. Um, a top five wide receiver. By the way, if you haven't listened to my top ten wide receivers list, go check it out now. That was my first episode. Um, they've got probably the best coach in the league. He, he's just got a, um extremely wide playbook. So, yeah, I think they, they've got... They've got a decent chance to go back to back. Alright, so that's that. Let's move on to the Super Bowl. Here's what I think about the Super Bowl. So let's just start out. We've got Tom Brady finished the season 4,633 yards. He played all 16 games. Patrick Mahomes, 4,740 yards. He played 15 games. The difference between them is that Patrick Mahomes limits his interceptions and turnovers. Tom Brady, he's on the Buccaneers, and their their pass scheme has always just put the quarterback in a situation to to turn the ball over. It's just a much more it's a much less conservative offense than many are used to. It's very aggressive and it it forces the quarterback into situations where they're risking turnovers on the majority of the plays. And that's why Tom Brady had a career-high 12 interceptions this season. Um, he, he, he isn't looking bad, especially when you consider he's 43 years old. He's still got the um, great reads. His accuracy is decent. Um, saw a few bad throws in the um Packers game and that that's kind of what happened like that's kind of how the um interceptions occurred like there was one that was like way too high for Mike Evans Mike Evans he's like six foot five so if he can't catch it obviously it wasn't a great throw um it was off the off the fingertips of Mike Evans and picked off by Jair Alexander I'm pretty sure um Comparing the running backs, um, Ronald Jones, he had nearly a thousand yards. Clyde Edwards-Elair, about 800 yards. 
so there isn't too much of a difference. Um, but what I'm thinking is that the Buccaneers will just stick with Leonard Fournette because he's been on, he's just been on a he's been on a roll lately in the playoffs. He has like 200 some yards in three games. And um, Ronald Jones didn't have a great game last week. I think he was averaging like 1.6 yards per carry. So like Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards-Elair match up decent. Ronald Jones had a really good season, but um, I, I think the um, Buccaneers have the edge in the run game, and I would say the Chiefs have the edge in the quarterback matchup. And then the coaching matchup, um, like I think it's a bit closer than people think. Bruce Arians is the worst coach. Um, obviously, Andy Reid is a great coach. Um, he's pretty risky as well, but Bruce Arians, he um, his play calling isn't that bad. Um, obviously, receiving, the Chiefs have the edge with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Um, but the Buccaneers do have a really good receiving core. Um, Antonio Brown was out in the Packers game. I'm not sure if he's playing. I think he will be. And I hope to see um, Anton Antoine Winfield play as well, the star safety. Because he's been, he was out for the last game. Um, and then, alright, so here's the injury report. We got Vita Vea defensive tackle for the Buccaneers on the injury report. Um, two of the Buccaneers' safeties, Antoine Winfield and Jordan Whitehead, both questionable. Oh, and by the way, Devin White, he's been on a tear lately. I, I just can't believe this guy. He's, he had like, he had, he like single-handedly won the Buccaneers the game against the Saints. The, the Buccaneers' defense has just been crazy these past few weeks. Four turnovers against the um, Saints. Two, I mean, not turnovers, I mean takeaways. Four turnovers against the Saints. Two against the um, Packers. So, if they can do that against the Chiefs, I think they've got a pretty good chance of winning. And, like, um, when we're talking about quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes... Tom Brady is better in the playoffs than Pat. Actually, no, that's that's undebatable. My bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, especially in the playoffs. Um, and if Tom Brady can rip off some of those deep balls that he's usually able to, um, then that that'll help them a lot. Uh, so let's do keys to winning the game for each team. So the Buccaneers, they they need to utilize the run game. That's honestly the key to beating the Chiefs, because you gotta keep their offense off the field. The offense, the Chiefs' offense, is too explosive to risk um, to like trust your defense, because pretty much no defense can stop the Chiefs' offense. Let's just face it. That's just how it is. So if they run the ball. It'll obviously keep the clock going. It takes more time to run the ball. So if they just like 
rely on the run game. Have Tom Brady um, limit limit the turnovers. Um, you don't want to see him throw three interceptions like he did against the Packers because the Chiefs will take advantage of that. You can't be doing that against the Chiefs. Um, and I think that that should be it. You want you want to try and oh wait my bad I I gotta focus on the defensive side as well. Um, so I would say make sure just try to cover Travis Kelsey because it's really hard to cover both. Travis Kelsey he runs a lot of curls, so if you can just um, put like a safety or a DB on the inside. This way, you're gonna be, you're gonna close up the passing lane. Um, they should be able, they they just need to stop Travis Kelsey. One of the two, well, just shutting one of the two down will slow down that offense so much. Um, Cause Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he's not efficient at running the ball, and the Buccaneers have the best run defense in the league. So it's really up to their secondary to decide this game. If they can get an, a turnover or two and capitalize on it, then that would be vital for them. Because you're, you're gonna be, with the Chiefs, it's, like I said, it's a run game, wins you games, capitalizing on turnovers, and you need to be aggress aggressive, sorry. Um, like, We've seen it a lot in the playoffs. There's been a lot of coaching. Um, just playing too conservative, punting on fourth and fourth and like two, fourth and three, fourth and one, kicking a field goal at the same range, fourth and fourth and short. Um, you just can't be doing that in the playoffs. And it's most of the teams that have been doing that have are out of the playoffs. And it shows because they're their play calling is just too conservative. Um, and with the Chiefs, it's all or nothing. You you need to go all in. Um, so that's, that's the keys to winning for the Buccaneers. Keys to winning for the Chiefs. Just keep that offense rolling. Get the ball to your playmakers. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, like they always do. Um, they, the Chiefs offense doesn't have many weaknesses. Their run game is probably the weakest, their weakest thing. And um, I don't think they're, they can really rely on the run offense since the Buccaneers have a great run defense. But um, so it's pretty much gonna be Patrick Mahomes, Ty Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey show for this game. Um, the Chiefs defense just needs to, um, if, like, if they can force a turnover, the, um, Chiefs offense has a pretty good chance of taking advantage of it, scoring a touchdown, scoring a field goal. Um, that will really help them. And I think this should be a good game. It's gonna be. Tom Brady, the most um, the most dominant quarterback of the last 15 years against Patrick Mahomes, who will probably be the most dominant quarterback 
of the next 15 years. So, on this, this should be a pretty big game for both of these quarterbacks. This is Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl. He'll either be 6-4 or 7-3 after this Super Bowl. And um, Patrick Mahomes has the chance to start his Super Bowl career 2-0, which gives him a pretty decent chance to break some of Tom Brady's Super Bowl records. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he's got an insane resume, and he's only like 26 years old. Um, so I'm hoping for a great game. Um, let me know who, who you guys are rooting for, who you guys think is going to win and why. Um, check out all my socials. They're going to be in the, in the, in the description to my podcast. They're all there. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Leave any feedback and I hope you come back for more. This is the Sports Scoop Podcast. I'm the host. This is the second episode ever. Thank you for listening, and I'm out.